are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a battalion of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. That being said, let's light the spark. When starting out on a new venture, whatever it is, it can be difficult if you don't have any ideas on where to start or how the process works. A lot of the times we may feel overwhelmed, which causes us to stop in our tracks and never reach the potential that we're meant to. In the fire service, mentorship is crucial for personal development and professional growth. Without those who have gone before us being willing to help those coming up find the path and achieve their potential, they become lost and are left to their own devices, usually leading to stagnant and sometimes destructive behavior. This causes distance between crews and individuals, which ultimately leads to an organization that becomes lost in regards to its mission and its culture. In today's episode, I'll discuss the importance of mentorship, I'll go over why exactly it is so important, and how we can become mentors to those following us up the ranks. Back when I was starting out on my journey to become a firefighter, I had no idea where to start. I was nearing my senior year in high school, and I had no idea what it was that I wanted to do with my life in regards to a career. I did all right in school and had earned enough credits to provide me with a choice for my senior year. I could either attend all six hours and be done a semester early, or I could attend only three hours a day for both semesters and graduate with the rest of my class. And that was back in 1999, and boy, do I feel old now. <laughs> anyway, I, hadn't, I had a choice to make. I chose to attend three hours a day, but that left me with an entire afternoon open every weekday. My part-time job at the movie theater didn't start until well after school had ended. Uh, this left me with another decision to make. How was I going to fill my time? And being who I am, I couldn't just sit around and do nothing. So I decided to do something completely new to me. I looked into the programs offered at my local trade school to see if anything sparked my interest. And there was an array of classes I could take to learn a trade from automotive repair to massage therapy, radio productions, cosmetology, law enforcement, and firefighting. Being into science and physicality, I felt that firefighting would be the perfect blend of the two. And boy, was I right. From my first day in the program, I was hooked. The elements of the job spoke to every part of me. I excelled in the program, completing the two-year program in just one year, 
and at the top of my class. I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying it to express just how much I was interested and passionate about this. I absorbed the textbook and gave it my all when it came to the physical challenges and drills that we performed uh, every day. It was this experience that put me on the path to knowing that I wanted to become a professional firefighter. I'm now 14 years into my professional career after being hired full-time in 2005, and I love my job. I get to ride around on a fire truck all day and help people. That's my job. And for me, it doesn't get any better than that. But there are times that I think back to when I was working full-time, going to school full-time, and testing with any and every fire department that I could, and I wonder what it would have been like to have a mentor to help me through that process. Would I have gotten hired sooner? I had to basically baptize myself in fire. I didn't have anyone I could ask questions or get some guidance as to how the process worked. It would have been incredibly helpful to have someone in my corner who had already gone through that experience and provide me with some insight. I could have benefited greatly from a mentor. I understand that we all have our paths and that it does not do well for us to dwell on the past um, and the things that we or the things that could have happened, or the things that you think should have happened. It's not good for us. That being said, I'd like to focus on the future, yours and mine. I'd like to focus on how we can become the mentors that we never had, or take the guidance that we've been given by our mentors and pass that knowledge along. I haven't mentioned what I refer to as the key three in a while, but a part of that is passing on the knowledge you've gained to those coming up behind you. Just a reminder as to what the key three are. Light the spark, as in become passionate about something. Stoke the flame, meaning to foster that passion and consume all you can regarding it. And finally, pass the torch. Pass the knowledge that you've learned onto someone else. So, why is mentorship important? How does it benefit us? And how can we become the mentors that we never had? Let's talk about all those things right now. I've segmented these talking points into 10 different sections. So let's start at the beginning. Number one, asking questions and getting advice. I think the biggest benefit to having a mentor is that you have someone at the ready who's been through what you're trying to achieve and can give you insight and advice on the exact thing you're trying to accomplish. When I was doing all I could to learn what it meant to be a firefighter, and what it took to earn a career as one, I volunteered at a semi-local fire department. I say semi-local because it was like over an hour drive away from me across the entire valley where I live here in Phoenix. Uh, during this time, I observed all that I could and I tried to contribute in every way that I knew how, which was at the time very limited. I didn't know much about the fire service in general, so I did what I could. I did 12-hour volunteer shifts at a small organization that was literally, like I said, on the other side of the city. Once I was invited on as a volunteer, I wasn't really given a set of expectations other than to provide 24 hours of volunteer time per month, and that was minimum. And on my first shift, I was working the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. I'd never been inside of a fire station before and was eager to help improve my worth uh, so I asked the two full-timers about things I could do to help out, and they gave me tips here and there. However, they weren't really forthcoming. And at the time, I was going to school full-time and working a full-time job, which left me little time 
to study for my classes. So I'd bring my books everywhere I went. And for those of you that have gone through college and university, you know what I'm talking about. Every little time you can get to study, you take it. Things were winding down. It was around uh, 8 p.m. So I figured I could spend some time on my homework. The guys were getting ready for bed or whatnot, or they were getting in their lounge clothes. And uh, so I figured I'd sit down and do some homework. And I must have been so immersed in my studies because I didn't even notice the guys cleaning and mopping around me. And then I heard a loud, well, are you going to help us or not? Followed by the shaking of heads and like the look of disgust. And uh, I felt bad because I had let the I'd I'd let my self-interest distract me from the things that needed to be done. And I thought I was doing good. I had a lot of, you know, plates spinning. I had a lot of things going on and I was trying to mitigate it all. Um, but I felt embarrassed because I wanted to make a good impression. But I also felt very let down and judged for something that I had no idea was going to happen. I was completely unaware that they did chores at night as opposed to the following morning. And neither of the two full-timers took the time to explain to me the routine of the firehouse or their shift. And I was left with a question of, how do they expect me to know about their routine if they don't explain it to me? They just expect me to automatically know this type of stuff? And it made me understand how it feels to be left in the dark when it comes to being the new guy in a new culture, an environment that I've never been exposed to before. I can't help but think how much better my experience would have been had I had someone who was willing to take initiative and mentor me in that situation. Number two, new perspective. Our own personal experiences reinforce our way of looking at situations or thinking in a certain way. And it's only until we're exposed to new ways of thinking that we're able to expand our resources in regards to how to approach a problem that we may be facing. Just like when we pull up on a motor vehicle collision, we don't simply get out of our trucks and stand in one single spot and then run the incident from there. No, we walk around the scene, we scrutinize the situation, we identify hazards, and, and, and we triage patients. And if we didn't take a mobile approach and we stayed in our stationary perspective, then we wouldn't be able to run the scene effectively. I've even heard of situations where patients were missed and left on scene because maybe they'd been thrown from the car and were several feet away from the actual collision. Um, and that happens because someone didn't take the time to walk around and observe the incident from all angles. When life and death are in the balance, it's crucial to be able to maneuver to different perspectives and adopt the one that suits you and the people that you serve best. Number three, improving your skill set. A mentor doesn't do what they do because they're trying to better their own situation. They're doing what they do as a mentor because they believe in the importance of helping others so they can succeed in their role and in their efforts. Mentors help you develop your skills. For example, if you're going through paramedic school and are really struggling with obtaining IVs in the field, a mentor is someone who observes what you're doing and will give you constructive criticism that will help you improve so you can be successful. Now, the exact opposite of a mentor would be to humiliate and ridicule you so that they feel superior. People like that have no place in the fire service. I don't care how you spin it. And there's a difference between brotherly razzing and open ridicule and embarrassment. A true mentor will help you develop your skills so that you can achieve your highest level of potential. 
Number four, having a confidant. Firefighters and EMS personnel see a lot of harsh realities. We see a lot of things that some may go their whole lives never being exposed to. It takes a toll. Our minds become exhausted and frustrations may build. And this isn't just in regards to seeing the ugly side of things. It could be related to the bureaucracy you may be witnessing and subject to within your organization. It's important not to hold these things in. Journaling is a great way to start the process of venting that frustration and that anger. So is going to the gym. But another more interpersonal way is to discuss your frustrations with a mentor. More than likely, your mentors experience the same feelings you have and could very well offer some positive solutions to mitigate these issues. Plus, you can trust that they won't go around spreading your concerns and demeaning your character to people or others among the ranks. In a profession where gossip abounds, it's important to have someone to talk to that will keep your confidences confidential. Number five, networking. You might not think that networking is all that big of a deal in the fire service and that it has more of a presence and need in the corporate setting, but that's just not true. If and when you're setting out on a personal or professional venture, getting to know the right people adds incredible value to your experience and can expedite the process. The more you put yourself in environments with influential and effective people, the more chances you have at becoming influential and effective yourself. For example, if you tell people you're connected to that you're looking to improve your fire ground command tactical skills, they could very well put you in contact with someone who knocks it out of the park every time. If you don't put yourself out there, you'll never come in contact with people who could help you get to where you're trying to go. Number six, methods and strategies. In addition to answering questions you may have, giving advice when you need it, Mentors can help provide you with methods and strategies that you can take with you throughout your entire career. For example, if there's an issue with morale, a mentor can help provide you with some things you can do on a personal level to help boost your own morale, help boost it from within. Strategies that can help you connect with your crew if you're feeling disenfranchised, like reaching out and having meaningful conversations, or organizing an event outside of work, are some other things that can be included and beneficial to you. Number seven, quality relationships. Sometimes a mentor-mentee relationship is short-lived, like when you're going through paramedic school and you're doing ride-alongs at different organizations and with different crews every time, but that doesn't mean those relationships have to end there. The long-lasting relationships that can potentially be made during your time as a student or while in any learning environment can last your entire career and can help you get some consistency and quality guidance and resources. Number eight, confidence building. Knowing you have someone in your corner that supports you and genuinely wants the best for you makes endeavors that you might normally be a bit afraid to take steps toward a bit easier. When the people you look up to believe in you, your confidence grows and you feel like you can do anything. Number nine, a positive push. There are times in our lives and in our careers where we come to a crossroads and it can be intimidating. I've seen plenty of people choose the status quo and the comfort of safety 
over taking a risk and making a move for something better. I've heard questions like, what will people think of me? Or what if I'm not successful? I prefer the question, what have I got to lose? Think back on history or even the people you look to for inspiration. Think about the struggles that they overcame. Have you ever known anyone who's made a difference who hasn't had to overcome some kind of incredible feat or task? I can't think of one person that I look up to, real or fiction, that didn't face some kind of choice that required them to take a risk and brave the wilderness. A mentor can help push us to take that step toward making us greater that we may be afraid to take. Sure, things may not work out, but nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? And the experience alone will make you a more well-rounded person with the ability to pass on the knowledge that you've gained. Which leads me to the last talking point on why it's important to have a mentor. Number 10, pass the torch. If you've ever been in a role where you've had to teach someone how to do things, then you know that you become more proficient in that thing. As I've grown in my career, I've had a lot of opportunities to teach and mentor students who are working toward their EMT or paramedic certification. And I've had the opportunity to train up and coming firefighters, as well as opportunities to teach at the college level. And in every single instance, I came away learning something more than I had previously known. Granted, it may or may not have been in regards to that particular subject, but I still came away learning something new. Keep this in mind. Everyone you meet knows something that you don't. Imagine if you took the time to have real conversations with the people around you in efforts to find out what those things are. When it comes down to it, in order to grow, you've got to take risks. Just like in the gym, in order to increase your physical strength, you've got to put stress on your muscles that ultimately helps build them up and makes them stronger. The same thing goes for knowledge, mental fortitude, and resiliency. The more you expose yourself to situations that cause you to think outside the box, or you put yourself in challenging situations, the more you'll be better suited to handle whatever comes your way. Can you do those things on your own? Maybe. However, I would argue from personal experience that not only is it more difficult, but it takes so much longer. I'm here as a guide for you to help you be the hero in your own life and accomplish the things that you hope to accomplish. If you're listening to this podcast, I can almost guarantee that there's something you can think of right now that you've been stewing on or debating taking a step toward. And if you think about it, any movie that you really loved, any hero that speaks to you, had a guide, a mentor. Luke Skywalker had Yoda to guide him in Star Wars. Katniss Everdeen has Haymitch to coach her in The Hunger Games. And you get the idea. Each of these heroes are facing a dilemma, and it isn't until they seek out or adopt a mentor that they become beyond equipped to handle their dilemma with significant ability. Every human being that is looking to win or succeed in their life needs a mentor, period. And they don't even have to be people you're in close proximity to. For example, I've I've got a few mentors that I adopted through their books. Um, Jocko Willink, who co-wrote Extreme Ownership and The Dichotomy of Leadership. Ryan Mickler, who wrote the book Sovereignty, The Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men. By studying under these men at a distance, I've been able to align my frequency with theirs. 
And in that, I mean that we're all operating at a certain level or frequency. And as we tune our frequency to align with those people who are doing big things and making significant changes in the areas that you're looking to improve in, then we will find ourselves closer and closer to those people. Since reading those books and putting into practice the principles that they've mentioned and mentored me in through their writing, I've had the opportunity to meet, have incredible conversations, and roll jujitsu, get pretty bruised up with these intellectually and physically powerful men. And those are just two examples, guys. This has happened multiple times, and I've had multiple experiences in this. It's an incredible experience to close that gap between how in insignificant you may think you are and the people who could inspire you on a daily basis. So go out and get a mentor. Seek someone out who you admire and represents the kind of person you hope to be. Seek out good books that reflect the principles that you admire and you want to implement in your own life. Do this and I can guarantee that you'll be changed for the better. Thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and a review on your respective platform. I was recently informed that iHeartRadio doesn't allow you to leave ratings or reviews, but if you do me a solid and leave one on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher, or wherever, and tag me in a screenshot, I'll send you some official Ignited decals to throw on your Hydro Flask or foreheads or whatever. <laughs> please subscribe and share the podcast with someone you think would enjoy it, and as we delve deeper into these issues we cover, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. I'd also like to invite you all to join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is where firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss the challenges that we face and connect with others who are dealing with those same challenges. I also mentioned a couple of really good books in this episode, guys, and we talk about a lot of different good books. We do a monthly read in the Ignited Readers Book Club. So search in the groups on, on Facebook for the Ignited Readers uh, Facebook group and go through the steps to join. We'll see you in the group. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited. Thank you.